This week on the podcast, the Elder Gods have conceived of a tournament. If Outworld wins ten times, then they will invade the Earth realm. But our heroes can stop them in mortal combat this week on the podcast. And Encore, this is our our movie crew. We watched a movie this week for the podcast. We did miss an opportunity. This is the last time I'll make this joke that one of us should have been going, dun, 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 dun. They should be like, (laughs) Encore, Chris, (laughs) Steve. Johnny Cage. (laughs) So so first off, before we even get into anything, you know that album... Uh, the Mortal, there's a Mortal Kombat album, and each song on it is dedicated to a particular fighter on that. I don't know if you guys ever heard about this, but it, it's by, I mentioned this before, that song in the album is by uh, the Immortals, also known as the Lords of Acid, who were a pretty big like electronic dance music artist in the 90s. Um, but yeah, they that, that album's crazy. Y'all should listen to it. Yeah, it's I'm not, just like theme tracks. I'm not a huge fan of like that style of music typically, but I feel like... I could get some shit done if I was listening to that music, that album, you know? <laughs> I Next feel time like, like shovel in the driveway. That song was at every like school dance or fundraiser or event <laughs> or outdoor barbecue in the nineties. Then like the kids like, I just like remember a being sports like, team coming out. Yeah, like seven years old and be like, Oh my god, it's the Mortal Kombat theme and everyone, like, <laughs> all, the, all the like seven year old boys would be like boop 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 <laughs> Yeah, I feel like uh, Mike and I probably attended Wait. some uh, middle school dances where that played back to back with uh, Heaven is a place called Earth. So that's uh, <laughs> seems to be about right. That sounds yeah. about right. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the soundtrack also, the Mortal Kombat soundtrack is the uh, first ever um, EDM album to chart in the top one Billboard Top 100 in the United States. We had Mortal Kombat Mania in the mid 90s. That's why. Yeah, it was crazy. Breaking through, breaking through. Um, so yeah, and it was the first um, album to achieve, EDM album to achieve platinum status, which is funny. But yeah, you huh. can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Google Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast from. So we are adding this week Mortal Kombat to our list of video game movies we currently have three on, or two on there this is our third one number one is uh street fighter is that correct that's what we did last week last month um and we do this every month we add a new movie to our list so we have street fighter and super mario brothers and this week we are adding um the movie mortal Kombat from 1995 directed by paul anderson who what he went by at the time now he's known as paul ws anderson um, it's his second movie ever, second directorial movie ever. The first one he did was Shopping, which was Jude Law's first ever feature film. Um, but yeah, so he, I guess the reason why they chose him for this, because he was like known, I guess, because of that movie, of making like nice action movies with a low budget. Hmm. I mean, I think he'll be he'll be back in when we're doing this podcast for sure. 
<laughs> he's now known as the video game movie guy. Yeah. <laughs> but like the like the mid tier, not like the trash tier, but like the mid tier video game movie guy. I was gonna say he did Resident the, uh, Evil. All- he's, he's the Nintendo Wii of uh, of uh, video game guys, while uh, Wii Ball is the Wii U of like video game movie guys. <laughs> Hey, maybe what are you the, saying about the, the Wii U? Boy? Maybe the Virtual Boy, I should say. We're, we're, we're framing this firmly in the Nintendo sphere here. Uh, who, Listen, is, had, who is the Nintendo Switch? Did. Who's the Nintendo Switch director of uh, video game movies? Yeah, we'll find out. I, I guess. guess yeah. I guess. I guess we have to decide. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he also so he did a bunch of Resident Evil movies. He did uh, Monster Hunter, the movie, most recently, um, and he is also known as Mila Jovovich's husband. And the only reason why she's any of those movies, or he does any of these movies, probably is to give his wife some work. It's nice that they, it's nice that they integrated business and pleasure so, so you know? like successfully there. Just seamless, like, across the board. <laughs> but yeah, so he uh, was the director. The writer was Kevin Droney. Um, he wrote this film. And this film, I think, you know, just going over it for a bit, it's, um, I think it's really well directed. And I think, like, set design's good. It's probably, like, the best set design, aside from, like, the wild shit in Super Mario Brothers of the movies we've seen. Uh, but the yeah. writing and the acting in this movie is pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no one's going to argue that. <laughs> so for actors, they got Christopher Lambert as Lord Ryden, who was also known as Connor <laughs> McLeod. McLeod? Is that is? That's how you say it? McLeod? Well, how do you say it? McLeod. McLeod. It's McLeod. I'm just remembering this. I've never seen those movies before. But yes, it's totally... No, maybe. Uh, have you, like, I'm glad, that, glad that's, you, like, that's on uh, podcast record. <laughs> we'll we'll get that like, you know, post. Scottish we'll get that out in post. <laughs> hey, uh, my family is from the southern part of Europe, but not the northern part. Well, actually, <laughs> Poland's the northern part. That's the eastern. No McLeod. Do you want to just start this podcast over? <laughs> Fuck! Is Scotland in Europe? Me. I'm not sure. Where, where is? Can, where I, can I also just say real quick? Kevin Droney, the writer, doesn't have an a clickable name on Wikipedia. He doesn't have a Wikipedia <laughs> page, or if he does, it's not linked to the Mortal Kombat one. <laughs> that is so. There you go. <laughs> that's that's how successful he is. Um, but yeah, so Christopher Lambert cast as Lord Raiden. Not the first ethnicity I think of when I think of Raiden, but <laughs> um, this was the 90s. This wasn't the uh, 2020s, but I don't think you can get away with that now. But Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa was uh, Shang Tsung, um, and he is basically like the per- such so much the perfect fit for Shang Tsung that he is now in Mortal Kombat 11, the canon- canonical uh, Shang Tsung. They use this face for for the animations and stuff, which is pretty cool. He also did the vocals for Mortal Kombat 11. Um, but even before that, they I think they were, like, using him as, like, the spiritual face of Shang Tsung for the last couple of Mortal Kombats, at least. He played that part extremely well. Even just, like, the catchphrases yeah. he would throw out. Just like, goddamn, this it cast perfectly. <laughs> it's very good. But yeah, you also had uh, Bridget Wilson, who was uh, Sonya Blade, who you might also know as Veronica Vaughn from uh, Billy Madison. Did you know originally it was supposed to be Cameron Diaz in this role? <laughs> I did not know that. Wow, interesting. I'm trying. I would to love picture. to see that. <laughs> I feel like yeah, a little Charlie's Angels vibe in there. I don't know. I think it would have worked. Well, what was so she Diaz was cast. 
And she was probably really early in her career. Yeah. But she was because the she mask cast. The mask came out in like '97, I think. No, nah, it was like earlier that. than that. Maybe maybe it was the same year, '95, sometime around then. So yeah, definitely, yeah, that... definitely super early. Yeah, so she was cat. It was, like she was just ca- before yeah, this. The, right before she was cast in the movie but she dropped out because her she broke her wrist before filming so they got like a backup actri- actress for the role oh, damn. so did veronica vaughn also break her wrist because i mean those punches and shit she threw were junk <laughs> her action sequences yeah. were definitely the shittiest yeah. yeah you could tell you could tell they probably coached her up for that one action sequence and they were like we just got to get this out of the way you're gonna throw some punches and mm-hmm. you're gonna do your cool leg move and you're gonna break his neck and then you'll never have to fight again for the rest of the aside from this... aside from her though like all the fights were i think pretty yeah, pretty solid really good oh, yeah. yeah definitely yeah definitely just, definitely just they're to... way better than street fighter let's just say that <laughs> yeah just to uh all the street no fighters one, fights like no one... garbage fights like nothing came of them they all were just like friends at the end there was no like consequence except for bison. Yeah, well, no one was flying around with like weird magnetic repulsor shoes either. <laughs> so you know, like both movies have their strengths. Just to uh, close the loop on Cameron Diaz, The Mask came out in 1994, and in 1995 she did this movie called The Last Supper, which I've seen a bunch of times because I feel like FX constantly had it on TV, and it's uh, uh, it's no Mortal Kombat, I'll say. That's how she broke her hand. <laughs> no, she, she, she broke her wrist. I don't know how she broke her wrist, but that right before they were supposed to film the movie, she broke her wrist. Um, but yeah, the fight scenes though, um, they were pretty good. I thought they were pretty good. Um, he, what's his name? Paul Anderson had no experience filming fight scenes before this, so that could have gone extremely poorly. But he learned on the fly, and he did a pretty good job. They actually incorporate so. When they were going to release this, they put it out to focus groups, and I, as I understand, they um, they added some fights because they were like, "Oh, these fights are sick. We want to see more fights." Uh, the focus group said so. They like added the reptile versus Liu Kang fight at the end. Um, they added, I think, another fight in there. Uh, but yeah, the no experience with filming fight scenes, and he did a pretty good job. I will say though, like, there's one fight scene at the very beginning that has Liu Kang, Sonya and um johnny cage and like they show johnny cage and Liu Kang like ripping it up like fighting people and like sonya throws one punch like directly forward and that's like it it's like <laughs> she like clothesline somebody was that when they were like still on the boat like going to the, like the, the whatever the destination it was. it was on the boat yeah she just pops out the Tim. door and sticks her arm out the dude does the, the yeah. crazy backflip that was that was literally all she did yeah I feel Tim, like she, the destination like, puts... is fight island we were over <laughs> right fight island you're right you're right i should have I should remember. And I feel like she just like puts her arm up like sideways, doesn't even like move it forward. So, like there's no momentum <laughs> going behind that like clothesline at all whatsoever. There's there's a fight with uh, Kano where she like gets him in an arm bar, and they like have a picture. They like zoom in on Kano's face, showing her legs. Leg bar. Doing leg bar, not an arm bar. <laughs> no, it's on. A, it's an arm bar. She's got got him in like an arm arm bar with a uh, with her legs wrapped around his neck, gonna snap his neck. She delete the I'm scissor. Right, whatever. I, I know what you're saying. All right. <laughs> but nevertheless, so she gets him in there, and they like cut off half her body, and they just show her legs around his head. And it's definitely like stunt stunt casting doing the leg work, which I thought was <laughs> hilarious. You don't think they were her sticks? No way. No? There's no chance. No. <laughs> there, there. I did have a thought because like she wears like those shorts or something when she gets to the island, and I was like, those are not the legs of like a, an extreme martial athlete. Right there. <laughs> like those are like those are some Hollywood legs. 
They're nice they were, legs. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, they no, were, no, Paul, they were, they were, Paul, same, they were you know. Paul Anderson's legs in that scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they also, they, they had Jack's cast in this movie. Jax wasn't in the movie. A guy by the name of, uh, I believe, Steve James was cast as Jax, but he died from pancreatic cancer right before the filming. So they just like axed his character. And I think the guy who is uh, Sonya's like partner, who's on the island with them, his name I think is Art Lean in the movie, uh, another black guy. He, um, he, I think he took over the Jax role for the film. Like the Jax, he wasn't actually Jax, so right, they right. they didn't have Jax in the movie. Uh, but yeah, there's the the whole thing is that there are there's a tournament being set up by this uh, crazy mystical creature from out a different parallel universe known as Outworlds, um, and there is the tournament must be won ten times by one side in order for the elder gods to approve of an invasion of that that uh that planet. So Shang Tsung, yeah. it's basically the, um, on it's the, basically the American uh, ele- electorate system, you know. <laughs> yeah. Due to this concept, yeah, they had to get to 270 victories yeah, yeah. to really. Seal uh, the I, I was thinking it. more uh, uh, how the, like, the way like the House and the Senate kind of play out. So that's uh, it's kind of more where I was at. But <laughs> where does the filibuster factor in in Mortal Kombat? That is my real question. Uh, it's and uh, did all of the fights count towards that total? Because like there were like some that were like seemed like official fights, and they like there's a crowd. You had the official there, well, and then no. some. You were, they were like just like walking through the woods, and then you got to like the stages, and it was cool. But like, was that a part of the tournament, or were they just like, did that count? Well, I don't know how the format works, Tim. I want to know. <laughs> I mean, this is what we need to get into. This is no. why we have a podcast, right? No, well, no. Tim was, or no, Mike was saying it's the number. They had to win ten tournaments, and this tournament yes. happens every couple of generations or whatever. So oh, okay. I think it. The, everything you saw was all part of one tournament out of the 10 that they need to win. But Tim, it was actually Tim the 10th the tournament. That's why it was so, so crucial. Tim raises a uh, valid uh, question, though, because, I mean, there's one part, like, Goro, like, murders, like, like fucking 15 dudes, like, in a row, <laughs> like, one montage, and, like, I don't know, is that, like, the practice squad, or is that, like, the... Uh, <laughs> that was the Royal Rumble like, portion of the tournament. <laughs> yeah. Goro's in the middle. And it's funny because, like, Raiden specifically chooses three contestants. So where are those other guys coming from? Because <laughs> right? Raiden, Raiden chose Liu Kang, Sonya Blade, and Johnny Cage to be the Earth Realms participants. And so I don't, yeah, I and I didn't get that actually from the movie. <laughs> I was looking up a plot synopsis that said that. Well, doesn't doesn't Shang Tsung convince one person to get to the tournament and then he does his, like, walk away transformation? Yeah, yeah no, so, Sonya Blade. No, so uh, the the story on the back end is that Raiden tells Shang Tsung that he's are these are the, his particip- participants, and Shang Tsung runs the tournament. So that's why he went to go get Johnny Cage. Oh, okay. Oh, right. So it was so he was selected still by Raiden. Um, yes. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, so I did wonder about that though. It's like the other guys are just there to like kind of like like loosen them up a little bit, do a little like warm up, <laughs> a little warm up Mortal Kombat just to get people loose. And then it's like, yeah, you're going to die. But like, we won't tell you that. Just get on. Yeah. The but I would step on somebody's observation they made when we were watching the movie. I don't remember who it was, so I can't give credit to this, but it was one of you guys. And it was great. It was like, Raiden's like on the boat with like Sonya, Johnny Cage and Liu Kang. And he's like telling things. Yeah. He's like, you know, in my vision, I can, it's like one of you guys is like the chosen one. And somebody pointed out, going like, 
what about like the other people like that they're friends with? That are, like, <laughs> yeah, and also, and also, and also like, yeah, don't tell them. Don't don't tell them that I said it's one of you three. I just don't know which three. And, and also, also, and also, can you narrow it down, Ryden? Like you invited all three of us. Like that's, who's gonna that's, win? That's a that's a line in the movie though. Like I think Johnny Cage says that he's like, so it's the three of us. Can you give us any more clarity into which one it is? That's so smart. <laughs> And then he just like rides the lightning off the boat. <laughs> I feel like they do in this this movie compared to Street Fighter. Like as I said during Street Fighter, they really did Ken and Ryu dirty on that that uh, thing. And I think that Johnny Cage and Liu Kang kind of like shine through as like the buddies in this movie. And even though like uh, I think uh, sh- the the guy who played Johnny Cage did, was like a bad actor, it was still fun to watch them interact. And like the way they wrote, especially Johnny Cage's character for some scenes. It was just so Johnny Cage. It was great. Yeah, he was just he was just Mortal Kombat's version of Jean Claude Van Damme. But <laughs> Jean Claude Van Damme's in Street Fighter. And didn't you say that like they were trying to get Jean Claude Van Damme yeah. initially yeah. at some point? Yeah. Originally, Mortal Kombat was supposed or uh, yeah, Mortal Kombat was supposed to be a uh, Jean Claude Van Damme game, but they couldn't get his likeness rights. Um, <laughs> so they just made a different game. So yeah, Jean Claude made a made a mistake there. Yeah. Would this have been a better movie with him in here? You think? Uh, probably. Yeah. He's a better uh, fighter. Well, for sure. He he is so much of the charisma of Street Fighter. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's good at what he does, right? Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Probably a lot more splits in the movie. (laughs) I also did. I didn't realize Cage though. (laughs) Christopher Lambert also is a French actor. I didn't realize that. Oh really? I didn't realize that either. Maybe that's why his voice was so raspy from all the cigarettes. That's why he talks like this. <laughs> well, he was, his, he was born in Long accents. Island. He was born in Long Island, so, you know, American. But then oh, he's he a French accent. Assigned to Switzerland. He's, he's, uh, ooh, he's Swiss. Okay. Well, okay. That's so, close enough. So that's why he can't pronounce Mickey Loud, Mickey Loud right. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know he was also a god of lightning? <laughs> Dude, he was. His character was, like, such a. Like, just so weirdly written where he would just, like, show up just lurking on the stairs or, like, hiding in a corner and just, like, show up and be like, and that's why I told you not to do this. And just just speak in riddles the whole time. Yeah, and it's the best. There'd be like a scene, and he'd just like walk into the scene and be like, "Hey guys, yeah. I'm gonna explain something to you real quick." The, the camera would pan like a little bit to like the left, and he would just be like lounging. Yeah, he's actually the actually the god of breathy exposition. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, they do, you know, I think one of the gripes I had with this movie when I was a little kid, um, looking back on it, was that I was a big fan of Scorpion, and like, everybody's a fan of Scorpion or Mm Sub-Zero, you had your your Pepsi or Coke there, Um, but I thought they were like, uh, you know, that they kind of didn't let them tell like a story, they were just kind of lackeys, but it totally makes sense in the context of what Mortal Kombat is, just as a little kid I was like, I want more Scorpion. Yeah, for sure. That's, yeah, not, but... that's not who they are. Yeah, it's like who are these faceless ninjas with weird powers? It's like, and then reptiles yeah. in there too, and <laughs> and reptiles was... like lurking the whole movie. We just don't realize it's le- reptile. 
It's just like that stupid, really bad CGI. Yeah, the, he's the, I statue, mean, he's the, he's only the statue yeah. that ter- comes to life and is uses the predator predator invisible. Yeah, he's like Gollum in this movie for like the first like forty five minutes. <laughs> I guess they also I was reading about when they were making this movie, they didn't know what reptile was gonna look like when they were filming, so they had they were like they wanted to do a fight scene with Liu Kang, um, and reptile, but they couldn't figure out how it would work because they didn't know because <laughs> they didn't know what the cgi was how it was going to look like so oh. they had to turn him into like a physical person i feel like they um, could have gotten away without doing the cgi part of him and just him being like you know the normal reptile yeah, ninja he yeah. was and right it would have been fine yeah. like we're not like pretending like sub-zero is just like a block of ice in the corner while we're on the subject of these uh faceless ninjas too i was always kind of like bummed out that there was no smoke in this movie like i always thought that that was like a cool ninja Mm. character and like you got sub-zero you got you got scorpion you got reptile but no smoke i think smoke is from three that's and this movie came out uh, around two it was based around one and two well so he says he because i just looked this up but he first appeared in two as a hidden unplayable character okay he's an opponent Unplayable though. He's an opponent. Wait, wait, who? So, uh, yeah, reptile live fact is... checks. Sorry. What was, what was that? I said live. The live fact checking right here. Sorry, I said was that reptile that you were talking about, or was that somebody else? Smoke. 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 Oh, 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 Don't don't mind me. I was I was trying to live fact check something else and. <laughs> we crossed the streams on our wikipedia searches we're just, we're just fact checking over here but yeah i mean they did do i think they did uh like in street fighter when guile does his spin kick it looks really goofy right mm-hmm. um and when like ken does his uppercut it looks goofy as well because that guy didn't know how to film um fights at all yeah. well, i think ev- in this everything movie, in th- street fighter was just goofy <laughs> i mean yeah. everything for, like front to back <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, I think these fights and, like, the way they incorporated the uh, special moves was a lot better. Um, Definitely. So, like, the goofiest part was Liu Kang's bicycle kick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like, okay, Liu Kang, I guess guess we're not supposed to believe that you're, like, up on, like, a suspension rig right there just flying (laughs) through the air. Um, Yeah, I feel like this, we, we talked about this during the movie, but, like, I really liked Street Fighter, and there's a reason it's number one of two on our list right now. Um, <laughs> but it's just like definitely like very hammy, very tongue in cheek, and like Mortal Kombat like played it straight like a little bit more, and like probably had better production values, definitely had better fight scenes, you know. Yeah. yeah. And definitely like bought into the lore, and also like did a fighting tournament, which Street Fighter did like some weird like United Nations like Crisis on Earth. <laughs> it was not United Nations. It was Allied, <laughs> Allied <laughs> Nations. Excuse me. Yes. Yes. How could I forget? Um, so yeah, but like we were kind of debating, it was like, well, this is probably the better movie, like, or well, better made movie, but is it more fun than street fighter? That's kind of the question. So, I think I it totally is to, to be determined. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so this movie got, got 48% on rotten tomatoes. It's actually like, that's high for uh, video game movies. Is that, um, like the critic score or the audience? The critic score okay. is, uh, who cares about the audience? Score? I feel like the audience <laughs> score would be fair amount higher perfect one probably probably but yeah it earned 122 million at the box office it's known as the seventh most successful video game movie yeah that's huge does anybody does anybody know what number one is now for a video game oh, movie sonic. i do know it because we've talked about it it's the angry birds movie too right oh, no. No, no. No. It's sonic right 
Nah, it's Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they crossed? Oh, wow. I thought it was... Yeah. Man. It, well, I think it was Angry that Birds list. for a while, right? And then when so, Sonic came out, it just went ham. So here, here's the list. Sonic is number one. Number two is Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Mm. Number th- number three is Laura Croft Tomb, La- Tomb Raider, the Angelina Jolie movie. Huh. Um, and number... <laughs> Number four is Angry Birds. Number five is Prince of Persia. And number six is Pokemon, the first movie. I can't believe Prince of Persia, Prince of Persia, Persia is on that. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Prince of Persia. <laughs> I also, I'm also doing some live fact-checking here, and it got the 48% critical rating on Rotten Tomatoes, but a 57% audience rating. So it's a swing of nine points. It's <laughs> not that big of a delta. I thought the delta would be like a lot bigger than that. but be 100 I, I do yeah, feel like we should. So uh, this move. I was gonna say I feel like we should have like like a personal element to this because like we haven't we've talked about the movie but we haven't talked about like as people of this Mortal Kombat generation like what were like our childhood experiences seeing this movie we got to make it a little personal here. Uh, I'll jump in and say that I saw this movie a lot as a kid and which is interesting because I didn't play Mortal Kombat that much and it was it always struck me as like a really edgy like I was probably too young to watch this movie type of movie <laughs> um, but I loved it and I, I don't know I probably watched it like five or six times as a kid so this was this was one I was very familiar with and like excited to come back to to watch again and I remembered most of this movie up until about the point they got they get to Outworld and then I was a little mm. fuzzy on like the final fight mm-hmm. with Shang Tsu um, but I feel like I remembered up through like the reptile fight when they get there. Um, so yeah, I, I think Mike and I, I early don't remember years, when I first. I was gonna say like did, I was about to say like you you and I are the same age. We're only a couple years older than everybody else. But like you and I must have yeah. seen it in theaters and maybe even saw it in theaters together. Maybe give or take. But um, I no, no I didn't. That, I didn't see it in the movie theaters, and I. Th- I feel like I've seen every movie from that age or a lot of movies from that age in movie theaters because whatever what else do you do when you're in like middle school on right. a Friday night? Yeah. Right. So we used to go we, we used to go to the movie theaters like all the fucking time. But I never saw Mortal Kombat in the movie theater. Mm. I don't even remember seeing any video game movies in the movie theater. Like I didn't see Street Fighter either. So Oh, I remember seeing yeah. both of I those think... movies in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also I also um yeah, I don't remember when I first watched it, but I've seen this movie like a million times. I feel like because they had those shows on TNT in the 90s, they would play the movie also all the time yeah, on TNT. Sure, yeah, 100%. Like, I never remember watching this movie like all the way through. I just get like snippets of it through like when it was on like TNT, 100%. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, they ma- so the ending of this movie is that, oh, our encore, uh, we didn't get to you. Oh, um, I mean, I this movie came out when I was six, I guess. Um, Fucking. <laughs> oh, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was uh, 89, baby. Um, but yeah, so it came out when I was six. I'm the youngest of like I have an older brother and then five older cousins, all dudes. We were super into Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, like fighting games. When this movie came out, like I was the one that was that was the little kid that would just get like tossed into the couch and just fucking like roundhouse kick but like we're faking it <laughs> slash i like got kicked a couple times but like i fucking loved every minute of it i used to watch this movie all the fucking time i th- i have nothing but good memories about this movie and just my childhood around when this movie came out so this movie it, it ends uh, and um the annihilation picks up like directly after the ending with when they win the tournament they're like nah fuck you bitch shao Kahn's <laughs> invading from outworld gods be damned 
and Shao Kahn appears over a temple in Thailand, and we enter into the second movie, which is something we'll eventually get to, which is Mortal Kombat Annihilation. It came out a couple years later. Um, but there's also Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm, which was the TNT show in the 90s, which follow, which also followed Mortal Kombat Conquest. And this is when Prestige TV was not at its peak yet, quite yet. <laughs> so those shows are maybe on par with, like, probably, like, worse than a Baywatch production-wise. <laughs> How would you that, stack that them speaks again, to me. against uh, WMAC Masters? <laughs> WMAC Masters is also something that has its genesis in this film because Hakeem Alston is a fighting monk in this this uh, movie and he would go on to be Hakeem the Machine um, <laughs> WMAC Masters but there's like a bunch of people from these movies that are up here in uh, WMAC Masters for some reason I guess because you just look for martial artists and there were a lot of actors doing that in the 90s yeah. Ca- camera ready martial artists like, oh. right <laughs> But yeah, so there was a lot that came out of this movie. A lot of the franchise just got bigger. I mean, there was a definitely a time in like the early 2000s that I think Mortal Kombat was ebbing where it wasn't super popular, but it came back with a vengeance towards the end, towards the 2010s. And now it's like Mortal Kombat 11 is like the biggest shit. Mortal Kombat 10 was like a big deal. Um, so this, this uh, series continues. I'm like surprised it's so popular now. Because there was a long time where it wasn't very popular. I think you can they can owe all of their success with the series to this movie specifically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, def- definitely not the fatalities. Also, we should mention Johnny Cage hits Goro in the nuts, which is great. Oh, yeah. um, like for right away too. There's no he doesn't like lead up to it or like try to fight his way through it. He just starts off right with the balls. <laughs> it's pre- it, it is pretty cool that they like. They, like, definitely make Johnny Cage and Liu Kang, like, equivalent in this movie and, like, they're buddies. Like, Liu Kang has to fight Sub-Zero, but Johnny Cage has to fight Scorpion. Liu Kang has to fight Shang Tsung, but Johnny Cage has to fight Goro. So they're, like, they're both kicking ass and, you know, being, like, big parts in this movie, and I appreciated that. Yeah. I Honestly, yeah. another thing we haven't talked about is uh, the how they incorporated all the stages, too, and, like, did it pretty well, and... We, I don't think we really have seen that at all in any of the movies we've watched because they've all been nonsense. But, <laughs> um, like, they actually did a good job putting those stages in there and, like, you know, making it work. That's true. That, like, hell stage, the forest stage. Like, yeah. I literally remember them from, from video games. Right. Mm. I mean, there, there might have been a stretch of how they got there, but... Uh, yeah, sure. I think there was, like, a portal that they fell through at one point, and, I mean, that that just came out of nowhere, but, you know... <laughs> We'll well, they were going part. out. They had to go to Outworld because he stole Sonya Blade. Okay. Uh, Shang Tsung sold, stole Sonya Blade and brought her to Outworld. Okay. Because Raiden can't go to Outworld, so he needed to escape them <laughs> for plot and do some trickery. Yeah, for plot. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like like you said with this movie, it's it's the other movies were like just what is happening? Why are they doing this? It doesn't really yeah. follow the 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 games at all the stories it doesn't really even make a lot of sense what their the stories they're telling what about mario um, doesn't make sense <laughs> this, this this movie kind of exists to like in the middle what? of the venn diagram between mario and and street fighter 2 because you have like the fighting characters 
meeting up and doing all their like special moves and everything on the street slider side and then you have the like traveling through a portal to an alternate mm-hmm. universe where there's like <laughs> some creepy bad guys planning yeah. an invasion of earth and but like neither of those make sense relative to their source material and mortal Kombat somehow does both and is like no but we're just gonna we're gonna do mortal Kombat too like, <laughs> this is now so, the lore points ever. for points yeah points for mortal Kombat. but yeah where should we uh rank this on our uh video game list um my i, I like that i think this is uh, for me i think this is the best movie on our list but i will say i enjoyed watching street fighter more personally because i thought it was just goofy but i know in my heart of hearts like production design direction the fighting um the music even mm. all better the the following the source material uh, the actual storytelling, even though still it's quasi-nonsense because Mortal Kombat is nonsense, um, all of it was better in in Mortal Kombat to me. Yeah, that's that's pretty much how I feel, too. And I watched Street Fighter for the first time, too, so I like had the like joy of experiencing that for the first time when we watched <laughs> it, which added to my... So like I definitely agree. I probably enjoyed watching Street Fighter more because it was just so like disjointed and all over the place and like Jean-Claude Van Damme is like faking his own death and coming back to life and all sorts of crazy <laughs> stuff's happening. But yeah, Mortal Kombat is probably like the better movie in in terms of all those like boxes you just checked. 100%. Like it was just I think it was pretty action packed the whole time and like the the music just added to like the fights and like made it a little more exciting. And like like kept to the video game a little bit more than everything else we've seen. Definitely agree. It was it was higher grossing than the other two movies as well. Mm-hmm. I guess that's another point in, in its favor. But I think everyone pretty much nailed it already. Just faithfulness to the, to the actual video game itself. I think just puts it right at the top, just alone there. It, it didn't have it didn't have a fighting gamepad in it like Street Fighter did. But, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm willing to overlook the lack there was of also arcade no, sticks. But yeah, there was no stealth boat either, which I thought was a huge oversight. <laughs> <laughs> No, but there was a junk. Shang Tsung's boat is called oh, a, a junk. Oh, that's true. Love that junk. So, so um, and it also had the it had the Mortal Kombat dragon on the front of it, <laughs> on the bow. Oh yeah, I remember, so I remember I was commenting a, on that too. I never noticed that before. When um uh, when I was a kid, I remember hating the Street Fighter movie and loving the Mortal Kombat movie because I was like, okay, yeah, that was so much more true, faithful to the games. And I agree with all the points made about there's so many comparison you make between the Street Fighter movie and Mortal Kombat movie about like being um just far superior but I kind of found rewatching it like both those movies especially in a group setting like I think like if I didn't if you guys weren't watching the movie with me at the same time like we probably all would have found like the first like 20 or so minutes like probably drags whereas like Street Fighter's like non-stop lunacy <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah 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 Fair. Fair you know, point. I always, I always kind of think of it as like, you know, at the end of the like, I was having a conversation about a different movie series with a friend today, and I was like, I was like, oh, am I going to recommend you the best movie in a certain series to watch? I'm going to, am I going to recommend like the more fun movie to watch? And hmm. you know, Casablanca is a better movie than Plan Nine from Out of Space, but I'm probably going to recommend Plan Nine from Out of Space for like <laughs> someone to watch to have a good time. And for those reasons, I'm going. Sh- Street Fighter over Mortal Kombat, recognizing that the strengths of Mortal Kombat, but I think Street so, Fighter so you're is, saying, just the, uh, is the more entertaining time you're going to have. So what you're saying is that 
Mortal Kombat is the Casablanca of yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That, was, that was exactly the uh, that was exactly or at least of this short list. I, w- I will say, I will say, Street Fighter is clearly the Plan Nine. <laughs> so, oh, man, that's a strong number two for Plan Nine. Yeah. <laughs> at, at the very beginning, though, like so, just just for everybody out there, the writing in this movie is pretty bad. Like the the script, but it's like better than the other two movies yeah <laughs> like it's still better and like even the first 20 minutes i was thinking about it it, it does kind of drag but at the same time like the guy who plays johnny cage is a bad actor but he's like the best part of like the first half an hour like when he gets picked up and he's like oh and they do that fake like opening scene where he's in an action movie and he's like this is where you fall over that part he's like and like there's all those like goofy parts where he's like hey can you take my bags and Liu Kang tosses them into the river and it's so it's so dumb good or like when he falls off the boat with his luggage and it's like yeah. oh, oh we yeah, trying yeah. to figure out if it was a dummy or not yeah. going off the boat. we're like pause that roll it back <laughs> also don't forget fake steven spielberg who gets oh all, yeah like <laughs> all like like miffed when he walks off set i think like, johnny think cage what are you doing <laughs> We're making a movie. I think the thing I kept comparing in my head to, like, while those first 20 minutes was going on, like, I couldn't help myself comparing to what was happening in Street Fighter at the time. And I was like, oh, Guile just got killed in a fake breakout and just, like, spent, like, (laughs) two days just, like, chilling in the morgue waiting for, like, Chun-Li to come by, which makes no fucking sense whatsoever. And I'm going, yeah, that movie is complete. Like, I think I even said we were watching it going, like, I was like, you know, I just keep thinking about how much fucking lunacy has already occurred in Street Fighter by this point in the movie that we were in for Mortal Kombat and we were just kind of getting set up in Mortal Kombat. And I was like, <laughs> oh, man. Street Fighter is so fucking wild. Um, <laughs> I definitely respect your logic on choosing Street Fighter over Mortal Kombat, Chris. I, 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 I see what you're saying. I totally yeah. get that. No, I get the metric. I'm, 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 I'm still going with Mortal Kombat personally, but I, I respect yeah. it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, Mike, I'm glad you brought up how bad the writing is again because uh, just so we are all aware, we're not done with Kevin Droney yet. He is also has a writing credit for Wing Commander. So. Oh my god! <laughs> really? Oh boy! I think that might narrow down the list for next time. <laughs> he's just credited as a screenplay, as opposed to actually written by. But uh, but yeah, he's there. <laughs> yeah, having like an unclickable. He gave Freddie Prince on... some notes. <laughs> having an unclickable yep. name in Wikipedia is like being like in like the witness protection program. That's like what that. Is. <laughs> Like, did you guys hear he made Wing Commander? Oh my god! He also has uh, some writing credits to actual like, Mortal Kombat, uh, Mortal Kombat video game too. Oh really? Or video? Like oh, I don't even know. What, the journey begins. I don't know if you guys are familiar. He probably like, narrated like a fucking strategy tape. video. It might be a VHS. Like you got in Mortal Kombat. Yeah. <laughs> it was the same year as the movie, so it might might be like some promo thing. Oh, so wow. do we want to put this put this as our number one? Number is one. that what we're saying? I'm confident with that. I think it's the number one. Yeah. Number one. Right. Council is spoken. Wow. Each, cool. each movie that has appeared on this list has taken the number one spot. <laughs> it's almost like we started <laughs> with the roll. worst. Yeah. <laughs> if Mortal Kombat is started... Super Mario 64 Actually, of, of this list. I do. Well, there's some so. really <laughs> bad ones that are like just <laughs> not entertaining whatsoever. So, no, there. Are, I'm pretty confident there are some movies that I would put above Mortal Kombat here. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen any of the movies that came out recently? They're pretty good. Mm, Do we have the same five? I don't know. Did you watch Assassin's Creed? <laughs> <laughs> Did I watch what? Assassin's Sorry. Creed. 
Assassin's Creed. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's not going to be Assassin's Creed. It's Tim, no. <laughs> no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying all the new ones aren't good. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I want to thank you. We have a new number one on our list. It currently goes Mortal Kombat at number one, and then Street Fighter at number two, and Super Mario Brothers the movie is our number three movie. And thank you, Steve. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, everyone. Dun, 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 thank you, Chris. Dun, 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 dun. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you, Encore. Thank you. And thank you, Tim. Hey, thanks for having me. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Chris, what are we doing next week? Do you remember? Uh, is it? Is it a game Metal that Crystal needs to finish? Is it Metal Gear Solid Two? No, no. Spoiler. It's oh. Muramasa. Oh, the, oh, the Demon Whew. Blade. Oh, good. Because I haven't started Metal Gear For Solid the Nintendo Wii. Oh, great. I should probably go finish. I should probably go finish Metal Gear Solid too. Oh, well, that, that's awesome. Very All awesome. right, guys. It's great. Cool. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye bye.